Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am Santa's service repairman, Trey Plutnicki. I am the elf who spit on Santa at the New York Film Festival, Daniel Kunkel. And this episode is coming to you late from <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Because, from Comcast's yeah, fault. Cur courtesy of Comcast. Um, I don't know Enemy if you know Enemy of this. the show? Enemy of the pod? Yeah, en enemy of the pod. I don't know okay. if you know this, Daniel, mm. but fuck Comcast <laughs> because it's like, so I, I've been having internet issues. Um, I, I was in a unique circumstance and I feel like, you know, I feel like everybody is in a unique circumstance, right? When they, when they call with yeah. an issue, it's like, okay, this problem is uniquely my own and that's just sure. a flaw that humans have. Mm -hmm. um, where it's just like, this problem is uniquely my own, like, I am special, and I promise that I am special, so help me specifically. Xfinity Comcast pretends like you are, uh, you are, what's the word? Dirt? Uh, yeah, I think dirt is the, is a good word. Because they, so like, <laughs> like allow me to gather my thoughts, it's been a frazzling Thanks. couple of days. Um, it just so you know where my head is at for this show, uh, I drove from, I just drove back from Milwaukee, which is an hour and a half. Um, and then I sat down on the turlet, took a duty, and then instantly, while I was on the can, bought this film for ten for ten dollars on oh youtube and then and then watched it in point in uh, 1.25 speed and then the moment it was over it was like all right two minutes until we have to record so now i'm here so i'm a little my thoughts are not together but <laughs> let's let's bring uh, let's bring it together the reason why this is coming late is because my internet <laughs> went out on wednesday yeah i woke up and i was like why like why don't i have internet and it was because my it was because I was using a six year old modem mm, mm -hmm. from a previous tenant. So I had moved into an apartment that already had Internet. I wanted to put the Internet in my name. Gotcha. But I was using the modem from a previous tenant. So sure. there were, I'm sure there is some coding something or other that went haywire in the meantime. I was on the phone with them for like two hours and they were, and they were like, yeah, it seems like everything's good. Like, so, like, I don't really know what the issue is. And I was like, I was supposed to get a new modem. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, you want a new modem? Do you have a store nearby you? And I said, yeah. And they said, great. So, by the way, we order, we already ordered a modem for you in the five seconds that y you took to say that you have a store near you. So, you'll have to send that one back to the store once you get it. But you can go pick up a modem at the store. And I was like, that's, that's a killer problem that what? you just gave me. <laughs> Did, did that make sense what I just said? No, that made sense and that made it all the more confusing. Like, yeah, they um, were like, okay, yeah, they it, it literally went like this. I need a modem. They said, do you have a store near you? And I said, uh, let me check <clears throat> in the time that it took to check. This woman had pressed five a, minutes, had not even not even maybe okay. seconds. This woman had already pressed a button saying, send modem to Trey Pletnicki's house. <laughs> and now I have to deal with this modem. Anyway, it was just an, it was nonsense. And what it is basically resulted was I didn't have internet for like three days. And those three days were crucial because I was leaving to go to somewhere outside of what my recording setup is capable of uh, dealing with. Um, so 
Coming to you late from Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How are you doing, Dan? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, except for our movie this week. Okay, my Which Christmas I, dream is that what you're I, talking about? Yes, I've had to sit with this. I've sat with this movie before because, like, there's a there's a catharsis of recording, right? Yeah. Where you're like, all the thoughts, if there are any thoughts, if there aren't any thoughts, then like, whatever. We can kind of uh -huh. wait for how long. But a movie like this that. Um, Elicited some strong emotions in me, I will say. Not negative emotions, just uh, a strong sense of confusion and deja vu. Deja vu, yeah. Not being able... I watched this... I must have watched this last Tuesday, actually. Maybe last Wednesday, but nearly seven days. You, you've been watching... You've been... I've been you've sitting had, with it, man. I've not been able yeah, to having get seen it out it there. for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, I, th this is the longest I've waited. And the only the person you could I've talk about it with is me. Man the only who, one who gets it. Yeah, caveman. Caveman yeah. Trey, who has no access to the modern Who in world. the middle of like one of the one of the most famous cities in America, in the middle of no major natural disasters or you know, no, major no life upheavals, no weather. Just couldn't get the dang internet to work. No. So I'm doing good. Like I said, otherwise, besides like let's I, I gotta dive into this because there's like we just talked about it very briefly. There's so much in this that's familiar. Yeah, it's de it's deja vu central because there are a lot of themes that are familiar. What's uh, they're they're McDougal. That's it. McDougal so it's the, is so this is this is mostly Christmas about a McDougals. Uh, yeah, this is mostly about a um, a store, a department store uh -huh. in, a, in a town. The first step, and and so like. So right away, I'm thinking I'm I'm Mrs. Miracle. Like right We're, away, I'm Christmas, back in Christmas that at Cartwrights. I swear to God, it's the same set. Yeah, it, it's close. I, or even, even, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Window Wonderland. That's the the Window Wonder, like Window Wonderland. Yeah. It's every department store. I'll let you do a review and then we can actually dive in. But like, if you're listening and you're like, you've only got five minutes to listen to this episode and you're like, I just got to hear the connection. I got to know what these boys come up with this week. All you have to know is like combine Mrs. Miracle, Christmas at Cartwright's, Window Wonderland, crash those all together into one movie and you got it that's this movie yeah it's it's it is fascinating it's frankenstein yeah. almost it's it's a frankenstein movie and it's it's interesting that you brought it up because i don't think i had the time once again i'm i'm i have finished i so finished the movie and i <laughs> and i have no time i've had no time to digest what i just this watched. is gonna be cool then though because we are literally coming at from like almost the like i mean obviously we could watch i could watch one of the movies for like 2018 but the fact of like i have not watched another hallmark movie since then this is the only hallmark movie dedicating my dedicating in my mind it's That's filling it. up space and for you it's like nothing it's been nothing no, it's literally nothing has happened since I've watched this movie. Ooh, this I, I, good, this I, is a good episode. I feel my water it. bottle. Okay, ready? Yeah. Two out of ten stars. Unlikable mm. heroin. By this review is by a gentleman named Hot Toasty Rag. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. a great killer username, by the way. That's a very good username. Okay, Danica McKellar, who's our star. She's a Hallmark favorite. Um, mm -hmm. I she's I like her generally I, speaking i think she's very charming uh, yeah she was in crown for christmas that's her right oh okay okay um danica mckellar stars as a department store manager desperate to get ahead in the company in my christmas dream S since this is a hallmark movie the odds are good that she'll learn what's really important and probably find love along the way 
The only problem is you probably won't care about either outcome because she's pretty unlikable. Her character's written to be rather bland, but her performance is what turns the audience against her. Her acting leaves much to be desired. And as she falls in love with David Hayden Jones, a single dad, it's pretty unbelievable <laughs> that she's willing to... <laughs> That's his union name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> David Hayden Jones, single dad, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm David Hayden Jones, single dad, yes. That's the hyph There's a hyphen between Jones and single dad. <laughs> It's pretty unbelievable that she's willing to be uh, that she's willing and able to take on motherhood. She's not even believable as a successful career woman. I disagree with most of this review, by the way. A hundred percent. Yeah, that criticism aside, if you're a sucker for anything Hallmark at Christmas time, it's okay. I am too, and you'll probably end up sitting through my Christmas dream at some point during the holidays. It's not the all-time worst film the channel has ever produced, but you'll grow on your way through and be glad when it's over. Make lots of popcorn and heap it onto Christmas cookies. You'll need it. Um, 10 out of 24 people found this helpful. Daniel, what's the worst Hallmark Christmas movie? The worst Hallmark Christmas movie is a tie between uh, Heart for Christmas and November Christmas. <laughs> and possibly Christmas with Tucker, but at least in that one, they're trying something. No, I loved Christmas with Tucker. Do you want to know I, why? And that's why I keep it off my bad list, because I know yeah, you care for it so much. It's the murders and the threats against the children is why the, I love Christmas. The threats about drugs in that town yeah. that I love. I love it, me a, like a true detective Christmas. Yeah, the, mur know? the murders and the drug trafficking really kept me awake. <laughs> during christmas with tucker <laughs> well november christmas and heart for christmas are there those are tough those are tough ones yeah um this is not the worst honestly honestly i can't remember our top 10 list quite at the top of my head this might make it into top 15 for me though you know it's good i i like yeah when you said I like think the two uh, leads what'd you say to me because we, we constantly say it but like i completely disagree with that review because she's written not that great her performance, both of their performances individually and together, I think are excellent. I think David Hayden Jones nails this like dad who has gotten fired, but he's still trying to keep a positive attitude for his kid. And I think Danica McKellar is I think she's just a delight. I think she's just so much fun to watch and she's she's having a fun time. I'm having a fun time. And guess what? Boom. That's an hour and 20 minutes of my life that I'll never get back. But I'm having a good time. <laughs> you know, I think it's interesting. Um, I think the IMD, uh, IMDB reviews that are like slightly unfavorable, mm -hmm. uh, they reek of media illiteracy. Yes. Because yes. it's like, man, the villain is just so unlikable. It's like, Okay. That's the yep right. The per that's this it. person that's uh, that is probably going to change by the end of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, she's terrible. It's like okay, you you nailed it. I God, I we've talked about this so much on this podcast. This businesswoman so into business. That's the point about just media literacy. Yeah, it's oh like oh my god, yeah, man, it's it's that's tough. Let's talk about how Frankenstein this movie is. Yeah. Um, so, department store right off the bat. yeah department store we got christmas at cartwrights we got uh that one uh movie that had that guy from uh the princess bride in it where the woman was santa that's a recent one that's yeah. a relatively recent one hallmark wouldn't dare call it lady santa no and neither would i so oh i don't remember i don't keep yeah, talking yeah, i'll try yeah. and find it i do know um, what you're talking about though we got the we got fur crazy 
um, yeah. with Colin Mockery. Oh, Charming Christmas. Charming Christmas. Is that it? Charming, really? Charming Christmas. That's at Rossman's department store. Rossman's. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. There's a ton of department store ones. Window Wonderland also. And then this, this also crosses over into Window Wonderland because the primary focus of the movie is a Christmas display. So, That's the craziest fucking so part. Basically, man. the um, the conceit of the movie is uh, this woman played by uh, Danica McKellar. She wants to get promoted for the international uh, MacGuber. What's his? What's this place? M- MacGruber. Yeah. No. What's the McGullen? Mc McDougal. McDougal. I know it's some like, I know it's some like fucking bippity boppity weird like <laughs> name. The worst part of all these department stores, though, is they're always like, like in this one, especially there's a whole emphasis on like McDougal's is a family place. <laughs> it's so unique from other department stores. And we knew we meet the manager of the department store who founded this chain. And she's like, I just wanted to make a special department store. And all of these damn department stores look exactly well, they, they look the like, same. Yeah. The inside of these department stores look first look like they were bleached. Like it's yes. just granite white. white, just white, oh. just stark white. So bright. Oh, my God. So bright. Um, And she so Mc, what's I McDougal McDougal's <laughs> McDou- McDougal's. It's not McDougal's. every time. Every time they said McDougal, I was like, all right. You know, that's like, not I, that's not I, yeah, real. I was like, come right. on, man. They're that's not, like, not, nobody, that's a placeholder name. Like, yeah. We're going to fix that in the second that's draft. It's so goofy. It's such a goofy. And I was like, these people were like, we value the McDougal spirit. And I'm like, OK, um, I think you, I don't know if you have what it takes to make it at McDougal's in Paris. Yeah. So which is where she's trying to get a job. Yeah, the conceit is like she's in charge of this Christmas display that is a seat. It's a secret until until like right before Christmas to encourage people to do their last minute shopping at McDougal's. Yeah. Uh, jury's out if that's ever going to work. Maybe it does. I don't know. But they do that. <laughs> but she's the store manager, uh, Danica. And then this person coming in is like, I'm looking to promote someone from the inside to lead the international uh, McDougal department store <laughs> in Paris. I've never been to Paris, but I have to imagine that if a department store, an American department store named McDougal's. Yeah, there's no. Tried to go in there and be like, what up, Paris? They would get murdered. That's tough, especially if an American ran it. Yeah. So Danica was like, uh, what's her name? Christine? Christine is is the name of Danica's character. She Christina, Christina, Christina. She is like she studied abroad. (laughs) She's one of those. She's like, I studied abroad in Paris. And then she like goes, she never speaks French in the movie. (laughs) Yes, she does. Does one time one time. Well, uh, in two different scenes. But I think uh, under the general like bubble of the movie, it feels like one time. But she speaks it. To the person that she that she wants to promote her yeah. uh, and is like, I can prove it to you. Like, I, I've just studied abroad in uh, Paris. Like, I know what's up over there. And then she goes, uh, Juju play, blah, 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 blah. Um, and uh, the person that would promote her is like, you can stop doing that now. <laughs> please, 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 please uh, cut that. Please don't do that. Um, so and that's very window wonderland uh, yes. about how it's centering around this display. Where it, where it kind of diverges from the plot of Window Wonderland is her the love interest is going to help her build this display, 
but it's not in a, like a competing sense. It's in a I'm gonna do you. I'm doing you a favor by letting you help me build this display because yeah. uh, they meet when this guy. When, uh, what's his when name? When she gets him fired. Yeah, she gets him fired. She gets him fired because he spilled a little paint on her dress. Kurt is a painter who's working on this display. This display that they have no idea about, by no. the way. So I'm very confused why there's like five people working on this display <laughs> when there is no design think, for the what display. What it looks like is so he's painting and he's painted everything white because it's it's make it's make he's racist. It's McDougal's. It's also yeah. That's it's their Mc, proprietary granite. It's Mc, yeah, McDougal. <laughs> white yes yeah, mcdougal white <laughs> oh my god mcdougal white that's what's terrible it's like a it, <laughs> wall so white they'll ask you you want your hot dog with ketchup or mustard you, <laughs> that's so specific <laughs> so she he drops this paint totally accidentally because he is he let me tell you when kurt is when kurt is smitten with Christina in this movie, Hachi Machi, it is it is love at first sight in this flick. He sees yeah. her, he's like, oh, hey, hey, and he knocks his paint over and it spills on her. And then her boss, no, her subordinate, who is Kurt's boss, is like, Kurt, dude, this is the third time you spilled paint on a Hallmark movie star. You can't keep doing this. <laughs> and Kurt's like, Christina said it was cool. That, like, we're, it's all good. And the guy's like. Christina, should I fire this man four days before Christmas? And Christina's like, I'm I, so like, swamped I don't, right I don't have, now. I don't have time for this. You think I can decide this man's fate? <laughs> no, I no, I can't do that. But Kurt's got a son, man. And Christina bonds with this kid because he he's a he's a little shit. I know um, he's a stinker. He's quite the this stinker. Kid's a stinker. A this kid the, runs away from home. The reviews are his... really mad about this kid, by the way. Like the uh, oh, I think the kid's a good. No, the kid's a good actor. The the, the character is a little shit. The reviewers are pissed about this kid, <laughs> this child. Here, let me see if I can find one. I love when you talk about the reviewers. It makes it feel like you're like in it. Yeah, you know. I uh, well here okay. Here's how I feel about IMDb reviews. Are you ready? Here's how I really feel. Sure. They're, I, I feel like they are uh, just like this type of person that I think is writing a review on a Hallmark movie is probably really white and extremely <laughs> heterosexual. Um, yes. In, in whatever. And it's either like I see this person sitting down and it's like an alt girl who, or like a or like a guy who's like sitting down at like he's at a Christmas party and he watched this movie and he was making fun of it the entire time. And everyone's like, dude, you got to chill out. And then he's like pissed. And he's like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to write a review on IMDb about this right now. And it's like, yeah. I'll, I'll read it to you at the end of the movie. Um, so I think it's that type of person. It's also the only time that it really does feel like we're not the only ones, you know, I'm reading through them now and people are They're by and large, I think, on our side. Sexist outcome with a whiny kid. I'm reading that one right now. <laughs> At least in the other movies, the person turning down the job move move also includes family and community ties, plus actually getting the job they want, not turning down the dream. I literally could not listen to the kid whine any longer. Had to turn the movie off 45 minutes in. This child. So like 
you know, you if you're listening to the show, you get it, right? You know how this goes. Christina inserts herself into Kurt and his son's life by uh, bringing back his shitty little kid who runs away from home and somehow makes it to McDougal's, oh. which is driving distance. D- Daniel, Daniel, have I told you the story about me? When I was three, maybe when I was three years old. That's too young. That's okay. too young to start this story. There's with. a there's a par- there's a park that's uh, it is within walking distance, but it's not within three year old walking distance. That's quite a long way for those little <laughs> legs. And um, there was it was opening day for Little League and like massive crowds. Like it's it's opening day. Oh my god, how exciting! Every team is going to be there, and then a, a team is going to play a game. And my my sister was there and so was my dad and i was like i want to go i want to go to opening a little league i'm three i'm putting my foot down and my mom was like no i'm not gonna let you go i was mad so uh i put on my shoes i didn't know how to tie my shoes yet uh and then i snuck out and i walked to the park and here's i I i remember doing this um, but I don't remember like the details of like what I said and what happened. So I had just recently heard the story again uh, when I was in the hospital because there's a lot to talk about when you're kind of stuck in a room. And my <laughs> apparently like my uh, my dad had come home or no, no, no. My mom was at my mom was at the field and my dad was home and. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I want to go. And my dad was like, no, you you can't go because he had to do work or something or he was tired. He was working nights. And sure. yeah, uh, my apparently my dad was like, where's Trey? Where's Trey? And when I <laughs> when I came home and when my mom came home and was like, it was like, you came to the field. And she was like, Ken, you didn't hear him. You didn't hear him leave. And he was like, I was sleeping. And then uh, I apparently I said, uh, yeah, I came. But I left. <laughs> I left quickly because there were just so many people. Too crowded. Three-year-old Trey was actually a 55-year-old yeah, man was, this whole just, time. It was just too crowded. Nobody goes anymore because there's too many people there. Mommy, it was too loud at the park, actually. And I did not bring my ball. So <laughs> you can understand um, how this made that event pretty uh, pretty not great for Trey. I'm going to go watch 60 Minutes now. Bye. So I, Yeah. And then I nailed every single Jeopardy answer uh, in 1999. Just in the background. Just It's Cancun, yeah. obviously. <laughs> what is Cancun? What was the Great War? What is the Great War? Um, so uh, I believe that. What is the Ming Dynasty? I totally believe that that kid did it. it driving distance is tough. But I, yeah, I super, she has I super to drive believe. him home. Yeah. She drives him home, kind of gets inserted into his life. Again, Kurt is this shitty kid's kid. And Kurt, at the beginning, I think the development of their relationship makes a lot of sense, though. Because at the beginning, Kurt's, like, trying to be polite because he's in front of his kid. You know, he's not going to be like, hey, you got me fired. I hate you. Yeah. And he's like, I think he's I think both of them kind of get you get the sense she's like, oh, God, I didn't realize this was a human being. He was just one of my little elves who builds things. This is a person, though. And he's like, I like I got to show my kid like, don't you know, you don't want to be rude to people. I do appreciate the mom is just like, 
Yes, I think the nuance is there. He's got a mom. She's not important, though. Yeah, she she's a I think she is, you know, frequently, frequently in these movies that have single dads. We see the dad's mom. Quite a bit. Yes. Um, And I think that is a a sort of Christian. Need, you know, where it's like a dad cannot raise a child alone the mm. same way a single mm-hmm. mom can. No. Um, do you do you think do you think that might be a product of like Hallmark's sort of Christian? Uh, I think it's a very Christian thing. I think it's a confusing Christian thing, though, because there is a lot of I mean, obviously, there's a lot of father imagery in mostly Catholicism and Protestantism, but other Christian denominations as well. There's a lot of I mean, there's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. There is calling priests father mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of father imagery there so it is always kind of funny that these movies are like single dads Mm-mm. we need to throw a grandma in there because huh? even if there is a single dad right he's usually got a daughter yeah who is also kind of running things yeah it's it, curious it's it's curious it's a weird little it's a weird little like single dad with a son is definitely i that's something i want to look out for because i'm not totally sure i just know i i feel that there is not a like there isn't a grandpa presence with a single mom right you know dads are either there's either a woman in their life who is helping raise their children or they're the bad guys right that's like that's what it is Super interesting. Maybe I mean, really Hallmark, weird. Hallmark knows our audience. They've been doing it for long enough and making Buku. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 um, percent. OK, where were we? <laughs> I mean, the rest of the movie is pretty straightforward, right? She kind of she's kind of there. And then eventually, you know, they go on these little cute Christmas seed dates that aren't dates. And then um, eventually she's like you're an artist you're a painter can you help me design this display he designs the display um the woman who runs the company she runs the company and she's like you got to be a go-getter in this industry you know you got to get out there and start a department she's super business boy she's like uber business boy and a lot of the times when like women in the Hallmark movies are uber business boy. It kind of is like, I don't know. It seems mean spirited. Maybe that's my internalized sexism or maybe that's just a male director projecting their male gaze on. uh, It's very male gazy on, on her. So because she's, she's a bit ruthless and, and mean. Well, she starts out and you're like, what a kind woman. And then throughout the movie, they make you kind of hate her more and more. And then she's instead, Yeah. Like, and then at the end, instead of just being like, look, lover or hater, she's a successful woman, you know, and, and you can't argue with that. You can't deny the fact she's very successful at what she does. And she knows what it takes to make it in this industry. They always have to give her a love interest to then, humanize her yeah. again be like look there's a look at this kind man he knows what's right so the man that originally fired our our chief kurt yeah um he he is like this like sort of mentor almost like li- bookkeeper librarian sort of feely oh he's i mean you he know what sucks. i mean by he's that 100 percent. he sucks ass yeah. though because he is so it's so unclear what his role in is in the movie. Like what his title 
Like what? Like what do you do in the store? Do you just do you just go? Who are you? Do you just listen to people's conversations and when they ask a question about like, oh, do you think McDool ever had this Christmas ornament in blue? And then he peeks out from behind a curtain and says, "Come here." I remember kid. when McDougal had <laughs> this in blue. So he, yeah, he's just like right at the end. They design, of course, the perfect display. It's great. It's beautiful. People love it. She, you think she's going to lose the job in Paris, but of course she doesn't. And so she gets the job in Paris and the businesswoman gets with the, the I don't even know what to call him, the clerk or something, something <laughs> ominous. I think the, the I think the McDougal librarian is McDougal honestly a librarian, <laughs> Histor- <laughs> the, the McDougal historian. Or something. So oh. she you're like, wow, she got the job. Ah, damn it. She's got to go to Paris, though. And her and Kurt have this real good thing going. So she goes to Kurt and she's like, I've got to go. I have to be in Paris in 24 hours. And also it's Christmas Eve, but I have to be there in 24 hours or I can't take the job. And he's like, all right, well, you know, have a great Christmas. And then like runs away. (laughs) And then she shows up at his door. Well, she goes to the business lady and is like, what if business, but also love? I'm not fo- I'm not fond of this ending, Daniel. I I'm, don't like I, it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm never fond, especially. Uh, I don't know. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. What Hallmark does for white women, <laughs> what Hallmark does for white Buckle women, up, this is going to be a good sentence. Is they do they do they have a ton of leading roles for white women. Sure. Um, and some leading roles, some supporting roles for black women. Sure. And then for dudes, it's kind of the same part. It's kind of iffy across the board. But every yep. movie, the lead is a woman. Yeah. Across the board has the most scenes. Mm. I, I don't know. We've had, a, we've had a couple, but yeah, by and large, by and large. Yeah. Major, overwhelming majority. Yes. Um. So. It's always so weird to me when they then turn around and do something so antithetical to, I don't know, empowering, like empowering the women that they are having star in these movies. They're not empowering, though. These are not by and large again. These are not empowering movies. These are reinforcing traditional family values i guess that's that's yeah 100 percent. yeah and every once in a while once in a blue moon a woman gets to have it all she gets to have a family if she wants and she gets to be a businesswoman she gets to have that's have it all have it all (laughs) a family to hallmark you know husband a kid and 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 a cute and she's a a manager i guess you know yeah cute cute pants We do get, I think the most interesting character in this movie is played by Christine Lee. She's Holly. She's Christina's assistant. Yes. And we have, holy cow, we have maybe the most compelling Hallmark scene we've seen where we find out, Christina finds out from the businesswoman that she's like, oh, I spoke with your assistant and she talked about how you've been offloading all of your responsibilities onto her this week because you've been with Kurt. And so Christina goes to Holly and you're like, oh, my God, it's going to go down. (laughs) And you're like, there's going to be an honest to God scene 
of somebody dealing a, with the consequences of being be a, in a Hallmark movie. There's going to be a fucking scene, There's going to be a fight. And then, of course, there isn't. Holly's like, look, I wanted to say this, but isn't love the most important thing of all? And then she's like, oh, I told her, like, I was really stressed, but I was happy to do it because you're just such a great boss. Oh, boo. Boo, boo. movie. Come Don't, on, cause, movie. Because Holly's Don't right. Holly gets... Easy. I think it's like only two weeks ago we talked about this where it's like, why, why is it only the main characters who get to enjoy Christmas? All the little, the Not, little elves yeah. and everybody running around, they still have to do work. They have to do more work, in fact, to make up for the fact that their bosses are off macking out with some guy. I think there is like, well, I mean, let's be honest. Three people enjoy Christmas, you know, to- total. Oh, like the like wait. now, like nowadays. Oh, okay. Are you kidding? Like, I, I, you know what I have to deal with this year? Oh, my yeah, God. You got, you got to travel all over the oh place. Oh, my God. So, I mean, so this is my first time, like, truly splitting Christmas. Right. Because I'm so I'm with I'm with my girlfriend and she her parents want to be in two different places for Christmas and. Cecilia is making the decision to join them for one of those places that she wants to be. But she but I also want her to be with me very selfishly, but I'm stuck in New Jersey. And then she's like, OK, well, if I'm coming to you for for Christmas Eve, we need to go to, to another location for uh, like right before Christmas. So I can spend like a Christmas a semblance of Christmas with my family somewhere else. So I'm doing a lot of bingo bongo driving. And also I'm doing a show, uh, a Christmas show, and then I'm trying to be back here for my birthday, be back in Chicago for my birthday, which is immediately after Christmas. And then I want to like I want to throw a big birthday bash. So like this this year, I'm not enjoying Christmas. (laughs) I'm surviving Christmas. Okay, I'm going to be hopped up on cocoa and cookies. (laughs) And that's going to fuel me through the holidays. Also, everybody in the reviews who's who's criticizing this kid, first of all, um, you know, that's a child. Like, don't be mean. That's a child. Of course. Second of all, this kid won a Joey Award for this performance. What is that? Vancouver's premier TV film awards. A Joey. He won the Joey Award in 2017 for Best Leading Actor in a TV Movie. And, and he won the Young Entertainer Award. For best leading actor in a television movie, miniseries, or special. Also, this is the kid from Sweet Tooth. What's that? You not see Sweet Tooth? Sweet Tooth's on Netflix. It's the kid with the deer antlers. It's a comic. And now it's a now it's a Netflix show. I never watched it, but the comic was good. He's the kid from Sweet Tooth, like the main kid. Um, I'm looking at the Joey Awards website right now. There's no like about page. <laughs> Which I'm pretty upset. Oh, no, there it is. When when developing these awards, many names were tossed around. They were originally the Canadian Youth and Film Awards, but it was That's a mouthful and didn't roll off our tongues. Okay, first of all, if I was making a bio for a youth performance award, I wouldn't use the phrase didn't roll off our tongues. You know, No, that's weird. That's a weird way to describe is that. Just that. me. No, that's weird. <laughs> it's named after a Joey, a baby kangaroo. Yes. Because the kangaroo is known for having a strong backbone, allowing it to leap forward. We feel every young performer must have a strong backbone when facing more rejection than bookings. And in time, each performer leaps forward to their goals. The mother kangaroo also keeps their young close in their pouch for a long time. And our young performers' parents are encouraged to keep their young close 
and safe in this crazy world of showbiz. Now, um, so, it can't be that hard to be a kid actor, right? <laughs> no, there's no stories about being a kid actor being bad for children. But when they're, okay, 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 sans all of the, like, um, abuse. <laughs> yeah, Facing just ignore, reje- let's ignore that. Sorry, yeah, let's ignore that. Great. Yeah. Facing more rejections than bookings? Like, come on, that's for adults. Like, the kid, if you're, come on, how many kids are there? How many? There's four. I mean, by my count, four. Okay. <laughs> what a weird thing to, what a weird way to name something. I yeah. get it, but that's weird. Yeah, that's quality. They, yeah, I guess they're, they're doing fine work. Yeah, Whatever. no, that's fine. I mean, no, kids should be celebrated. Absolutely. But, but at the end of the day, he won a Joey. He got a Joey. He won a Joey off of this performance. So yeah. you're wrong. Reviews are right. And you, your individual beliefs are wrong. So connections, uh, Daniel, obviously they're going to France. They're going to Paris. Uh, the department store is oh. trying to go head to head with our, our favorite. <laughs> oh, Cover off your shoes. Keep them close. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, obviously, the coalition of department stores is growing. Um, we got we named a few. Uh, add McDougal to the list. McDougal's <sighs> there. I am. I am wondering if. It What's felt in- like the businesswoman is somebody we've known. Okay. Can I tell you where my head first went? And it's it's it can't be this because they're different names and this woman's white. Okay. I immediately went to is this the woman from Mrs. Miracle? Like did they break up and she went off to found her own department store? Well, that's how. So the origin story of the department store is that it used to be owned by like the Smith family. Sure. And then McDougal's only been around for 25 years. But the company that was formerly like the Smith department store or whatever is now the McDougal department store. So it's been around for like McDougal's has actually been around for like 80 years. Gotcha. So, So like there is lore Thank God, thank goodness for the librarian in this in this movie because without him the we would be keeper. lost. Yeah, he keeps the lore. So is that is is that anything? Like, does that? I, I don't um, know. I don't think that's actually her, but I. It feels like I, I feel like I know her. You yeah. know. You know what's interesting? It is that little tidbit that I just shared is like so, kind of soft supports your idea. Yeah, that like maybe like maybe there is a world where she was in one of these movies, but it was just different named stuff because that's I mean, it's capable of that. We're capable of stretching that far. Um, But also like, I don't know, like this place is the first place to go international that we've seen the first department store to go international, which is interesting. Um, like so, there are legs to like sort of pick up some of these people and put them in other movies, you know. 
I I think she's somebody. Now, the only way I can think of to kind of reconcile that, because I don't think she's anybody we... I do think she has... How is is it weird to say she's familiar, but I just haven't met her yet? Oh. Is that... I mean, that's. I know that's weird, obviously, but I don't know, man. This is... Something's weird here. We could we could put a pin in it. Oh, sorry, I yawned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we could put a pin in it. I don't know, man. There, I, I'm like looking through all of our movies right now, right? I'm trying to find. Oh, oh, oh! Now I've got a controversial idea here, potentially. Okay, I love that. Is it is it a bride for Christmas? No. No, it's the Christmas. Is it a royal Christmas that this woman's been in? Okay, get, explain. This actress worked this remember this actress she's been in another movie before. She was in she was the she worked at the hotel and then she met the prince. Yes. She had a sister. That was in the David Mamet play, of course. What I'm what I'm suggesting here is maybe she did the David Mamet play and figured out yeah, acting's fun. You know, acting's fun. <laughs> she kind of liked management a little bit more, though. <laughs> OK, OK, Daniel. OK, OK. So I'm okay. suggesting You're she's suggesting... playing her own sister. And a sister that quit acting did the David Mamet play. So, yes. okay. I kind of dig that. Now, let's talk let's talk this through. What okay. artifact what artifacts did she what are some little nuggets that she left for us that can give us clues about the David Mamet play? Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Isn't that always the question though? Nothing's coming to my mind right off the bat. Is there anything in your mind? <sighs> well, she does build sets. She does build sets, right? She's is into... There, is, wait, hold on. Is there something in the... Maybe the set... Maybe this Christmas set... Are all has, of those actors... In her display people she knew from the old days about what time does the display come up near the end i think there's only about 15 10 minutes left what was so funny about the display was when she talked to her uh, the the promotion boss yeah and she was like that display changed my fucking life <laughs> like, that display opened my eyes to so many things i didn't realize i needed my eyes open to and i was like you gotta be shitting me. So many things inside of me that I didn't know about myself. Yeah, it was that was just fantastic. What did we decide the play was? It was the revival. I'm trying of, to remember. Oh, it was the revival of that one show that was in that one the that one movie. Um, but it's Christmas at McDougal's. I I firmly believe the actors we because there are actually actors in this film i for like i think we could say like the actors in this are people that were in the show 
there's an old white man that super tracks for uh what's his face i can't even remember his name he's that unimportant to me now <laughs> i just i just don't care i mean yeah so that's those are kind of my initial thoughts. I'm happy to do some more research and kind of dig back through the archives and see. No, I feel fulfilled here. All right, with, man. If you feel fulfilled, I feel fulfilled. Yeah, with the connections that we put together. And I think we'll we'll find a character familiar in a future film. We'll we'll find them once upon a December. Daniel, what are we watching? Yeah, let me. I'll do it. <laughs> yes, please. I I'll Trey has given me his lack of internet virus um, yeah. somehow. Yeah. To you listening at home, this has been one seamless audio experience. I've cut out about five minutes of dead air. <laughs> uh, a December bride, Daniel. And who oh. is it? who's who's who on the uh, on the IMDb? Oh my God! Um, the uh, the woman is in green. The man's in red. I was gonna guess the same thing. But you are dead wrong. Damn it. Ugh. The woman is in red and the man is in green. <sighs> All right. Well, a holiday wedding brings no joy to the bride's cousin who was literally left by the groom right at the altar. But she might find her true love there when she gains a fake fiance in the process. Man, we're just getting all the hits, aren't we? Yeah. Fake fiance and a department store movie back to back. Yeah. Real good stuff here. Uh, all right. Well, uh, maybe next week we will. Uh, there'll be like a, somebody wishing upon a shooting star, <gasps> and you could leave five shooting stars as a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's go! And then uh, maybe if you uh, really like the show, you can visit our website www.mistletoesecret.com. You can find the story so far there, or you can find a contact form at the bottom of the page in which you can leave your version of the story so far. Oh. Or you can send us an email, mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com. Colin Robertson wrote our intro music. Daniel, you got anything else? That's all I got. My name is Trey Plutnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I am reminded... I'm reminding you to stay jingling mm. and stay jolly. Mm. Thank you for listening. Mm-mm.